Hi, and welcome to another episode of Nothing to Hide. My name is Kevin Lee. And first and foremost, I want to send a shout out to all my friends and family that have listened to the, the first episode and that have uh, supported me and encouraged me and told me that they were looking to listening to more episodes. And so, um, you know, these little comments and uh, uh, words of encouragement are incredibly powerful. Um, I definitely feel the support. I am so grateful and hopefully I can continue with uh, more episodes to um, help you in some way, shape or form. So this episode is going to be a little bit of a funny episode because uh, it's about a surgery that I had a few weeks ago. And um, I just want to put out a disclaimer. If you're a little bit uncomfortable with surgery and surgery related topics, you may or may not want to skip this one. But from my own personal experience, I found it to be very humorous and um, thinking about it and telling personal friends and family, it's just, I can't help but laugh. So um, I went in for surgery a couple weeks ago for what's called an anal fistulotomy. And that's when you have essentially a pimple gone wild near your anus that burrowed a hole all the way into your anal cavity. And the procedure to repair this is to cut through, I believe it's called a, a fissure, an anal fissure, uh, cut through the anal fissure and then uh, connect it to the, the anus, creating kind of one large hole and and essentially the body will just heal by closing the hole that should not have been there and yeah so i had to stop eating the night before i think 12 hours before and I had surgery the following afternoon, the next day. Um, my incredible neighbor uh, was kind enough to, to drive me and pick me up. And it was on her day off. And then when I arrived, they had me change into patient scrubs immediately. Um, I then sat down with a nurse who assessed my vitals, uh, my heart rate to ensure I was, um, I was cleared for surgery. We then, um, I, then I was waiting for <clears throat> the surgery room and uh, the nurse came out not too long after to advise that the previous patient that was in for surgery um, 
completed early, so I'd be able to go immediately. So this was fantastic news. And so I go into, um, I guess, what appeared to be the prep slash recovery room. And I sat down with an anesthesiologist as well as a nurse. The nurse started to set up the IV and the anesthesiologist, he was having a conversation with me about going ahead with um, anesthesia that's, I guess, similar to like an epidural perhaps, where they um, insert a needle into your, into your spine. And then you, you would be awake for the surgery and you wouldn't feel um, anything from, from your hips down, which is important for an anal fistulotomy. So I'm having this conversation with this doctor. And when I went into that room, I was told that I had to kind of be exposed, that my scrubs had to kind of be taken off understandably. So I, I was kind of sitting on my, on my scrubs. And as I'm having this conversation with the doctor, I, I am completely exposed. And I don't know if the nurse felt more uncomfortable or she thought perhaps I felt uncomfortable. Clearly I wasn't feeling very uncomfortable, but she was trying to tie the strings that tie behind your neck um, and tie them up for me to kind of cover me up. But she was struggling because I was partially sitting on the scrubs. So it's very distracting. I'm having this conversation with the doctor. And then I turn to the nurse and I just say, it's so small, you can't really see it. So you don't have to, you don't have to bother. And uh, she had a really good laugh. The doctor had a really good laugh. It just kind of, eased a little bit of the tension that was that was there. I was under the impression or I was told rather that I would be given general anesthesia and I would be put out for the operation. Um, in hindsight, um, which is kind of funny because my first episode was about hindsight, but um, in hindsight, I, I'm, I'm grateful that I had um, just like the spinal um, injection because um, in the end they didn't find the fissure and so essentially the doctor told me that either it healed itself or um, he just couldn't find it because he based his decision on an ultrasound versus an MRI which is apparently more accurate so anyways um, so I agreed to do the, the anesthesia through the spine and uh, they had me kind of hunch over and really try to expose my spine so that they could find a good place to uh, insert the needle. Um, they insert the needle and um, they administer the anesthesia and then they get me to kind of sit upright onto uh, onto the bed. And the doctors explained to me that you're going to feel some tingling in your feet. And uh, that's all normal because it's just a sign that the anesthesia is working. 
And he's looking at me, staring at me. And out of nowhere, he asks, are you uh, feeling okay? Are you seeing stars or anything like that? And it just so happened at that moment, I was seeing stars. And maybe perhaps because I was joking around so much prior to um, this point, I was like, yeah, I'm seeing stars. And he says, no, you're not. And I told him, yeah, I, I am. And as I was saying that, the stars were kind of closing my closing in on my vision to the point where I couldn't really see anything. And I remember the last thing I remember was the nurse saying, he's starting to look a little pale. And, uh, and I fainted, essentially. And, and then, um, and then obviously I passed out. And in that moment, I went immediately into a very deep dream. So, so much that when they gave me something similar to adrenaline to, I guess, wake me up, I completely forgot that I was in the hospital for surgery. So uh, I, I can't remember what that dream was, but um, I remember it was very lucid, uh, obviously, because I forgot that I, why I was, what I was doing in a hospital, I totally forgot that I was in surgery. And, and I woke up panting because of uh, whatever they gave me, it obviously raises your heart rate. So my heart was racing and uh, yeah, I had the oxygen mask on me. I woke, initially it was just the anesthesiologist and the nurse. I woke up to about seven people in the room all of a sudden. And uh, naturally everyone was quite concerned. And then I had some woman ask me my name, my date of birth, my address, what I was in the hospital for. And uh, obviously when I woke up, I knew immediately where I was, but it was, um, that was an interesting experience. Um, I'm led to believe uh, based on all the nurses referring to me as code blue, that they must've had some type of announcement on the PA. And um, maybe they might've indicated that there was a code blue, which was me. And so, um, yeah, that was, uh, that was preparation for the surgery. So I got the oxygen mask on. I'm answering all their questions over and over again. Um, I start joking around immediately. I, I, it was fine. I didn't, I wasn't in any pain. I wasn't concerned. And so, uh, there's now a new anesthesiologist um, and uh, the one that administered the, the spinal uh, anesthesia uh, was perhaps removed and he is wheeling me into the operating room. We go into the operating room um, and there's, I would say, maybe like four or five individuals, including the surgeon, and uh, they uh, shimmy me over to the operating table. They put up uh, a curtain so I can't see from my waist down. Uh, the, the, the new anesthesiologist that's, uh, that's monitoring me 
is kind of staying um, at the top of the, 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 the operating table with me, I guess, just to ensure that I'm calm and just perhaps maybe to make sure that I don't pass out again. I don't initiate another code blue, perhaps. And the, the surgery was supposed to take 30 minutes, but 10 minutes goes by and I just see everyone kind of wrapping things up. They pull the curtain down. And the funny thing is the four or five people that were there initially when I arrived to the operating room were nearly all different people except for the surgeon. <laughs> there, there was brand new faces. It was, I, was just, I just thought that was, that was kind of funny. Um, and so um, they start to kind of clean things up and then put a huge bandage. Uh, it's like an enormous diaper, essentially. Uh, they put me back onto the original bed that they wheeled me in on and then bring me back to uh, the recovery area. So I'm in the recovery area and um, I don't, I, like the anesthesia isn't wearing off, but I think it kind of made me a little nauseous perhaps. Um, I was sweating and uh, and so <laughs> so I'm, I'm hanging out and I'm going through all the motions like like you know I just had this this surgery that's gonna take four to six weeks for me to recover and um, essentially as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast what they're doing is they're going through the fissure cutting all the way through to the the my anus and then they make one large hole and then four to six weeks the fissure hole closes and then I'm just left with my my first butthole so um so I'm in the recovery room I'm convinced that they just completed this procedure again I don't feel any pain but you know I'm just thinking about oh man the recovery is going to take so long it's going to be I got so many questions. How do I go to the washroom? How do I do this? How do I do that? And I think how it works is the surgeon will perform multiple surgeries, let's say four or five. And then once he's completed, he then will go around to each patient to explain to them what their findings were, how the procedure went, so on and so forth, answer any questions. So I'm hanging out and, uh, I think this is kind of, again, this is around 12 noon. So people were going on lunch and, you know, covering shifts off. So when one nurse would leave and hand me off to another nurse, they would, they would always remind each other that I'm the code blue. And it's almost like this wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Remember the code blue? Yeah, that's, that's this guy, <laughs> which I found very funny because, um, first of all, I could hear them. And uh, second of all, it's like, uh, instead of my name, I'm, I'm code blue now. So, um, so they're checking up on my vitals. They hook me up to all those, um, I don't know if they're like electrical pulse devices that's on my chest and on my ribs. And I'm hanging out. Uh, they give me some gravel because I told them I was kind of feeling nauseous. And then the doctor finally arrives and he tells me, so good news, bad news. Um, good news is we didn't quite complete the surgery. 
we kind of opened you up and started it, but we couldn't find the hole. So then we just, we just stopped, which means that somehow it healed itself. Now, the odds of it healing itself are not very frequent or normal. And so he goes, so the bad news could be that it's actually there, that, but we couldn't, we couldn't see it. And he based this on ultrasounds versus uh, an MRI, which I understand is far more accurate. And he said, so let's wait six months. If, it, if it's not problematic, you don't experience any issues, then I would say you're, you're in the clear. But if you have issues, then we're going to have to do this all over again. <laughs> At which time, I'm just going to go for the general anesthesia. <laughs> it was fortunate that I didn't go through with that because you could experience nausea and more, you know, they're, I think, what do they call it? They're incubating you. They're putting something through your, your throat. And uh, all those things could be painful when the anesthesia wears off. But, uh, and, and of course, in this case, they didn't, they didn't find the hole. So I was, I didn't really need anything. It's just essentially like a, a cut. So next time, if there is a next time, hopefully there isn't, um, definitely just go with the general anesthesia. And... Um, yeah, take it from there. So that is my surgery story. Uh, for some reason, growing up, I always felt very comfortable in hospitals. Not that I had to go to hospitals very often, uh, besides the odd emergency because I had a fever or whatever, you know, when you're a kid, chicken pox. Um, I, for some reason, uh, unlike most people, I find, feel very comfortable at hospitals. And I know that, heaven forbid, if anything were to go sideways, that's where you're going to end up anyway. So that's like the safest place. That's my, that's my own personal logic. Um, and so, yeah, when it comes to surgery as well, for me, I guess my mantra is, as long as there's safeguards in place, whether it's harnesses for um, a roller coaster or anesthesia for alleviating pain or reducing pain, I am, for the most part, quite comfortable in all those environments. So um, after the doctor basically told me that we didn't really go through with the surgery, but he still kind of tore up my butt. Um, I was making arrangements for my neighbor to come pick me up and take me home. So uh, I remember when I had a, a tonsillectomy, I'd say maybe like five, five, six years ago, um, my friend agreed to pick me up and uh, they, they wheel you out in a wheelchair and when my friend was there, I was kind of exaggerating how out of it I was. 
until they were trying to help me into his car, at which point I leaped out of the, the wheelchair. But uh, because this anesthesia was actually to numb my lower body, um, I actually didn't, I lost a little bit of mobility, clearly, from the anesthesia. And so uh, I decided not to do that to my neighbor. Plus, it was her, her day off and uh, she was taking the time to, uh, to take care of me. So I um, want to give a big shout out to my very hot and very kind and compassionate neighbor. I know she's going to listen to this. Uh, I love you. And um, yeah, um, I guess just to close off this podcast or this episode, when um, when I got home, again, they just basically uh, made like a, a little bit of like a, an incision, but they didn't actually go through with the surgery. So there wasn't much for me to to worry about it's you know uh recording this podcast right now i'm essentially already all healed up for the most part um the weird thing after though was i must have caught something at the hospital because i ended up getting like having a fever that night and um i had some very bad like sinus issues I, I couldn't stop like coughing up like mucus and all that stuff so I definitely caught something there um it is not the coronavirus um what else and my right foot had some type of allergic reaction like um like something bit it so when I got home I have borderline flu-like symptoms my right foot is swollen and uh, it was like itchy in the beginning. And so that was fucked up. And then I just had my my butt operation. So I had all those three things going on at the same time. Thank God for my neighbor because she hooked me up with um, Gatorade, ice cream. She bought me um, Tylenol cold and flu and made me chicken noodle soup. Oh my God. So amazing. And obviously I wanted to reduce the amount of exposure I had with her because clearly I was showing signs of something. Um, and at that point I would have been very contagious, but fortunately she didn't get sick and she was getting mad at me because I was trying to keep my distance from her, um, as to prevent her from getting whatever it was that I had, but she didn't give a fuck and she just continued to help me and hang out with me and yeah so shout outs to um incredible and amazing neighbors like wow i am so grateful to you and thank you so much um it's been about i would say two weeks a little over two weeks since i had that surgery and i all those weird flu-like symptoms are gone. Foot is back to normal. I think I took um, um, an antihistamine for that, and I'm not sure if it worked, but yeah, it stuck around for a couple of days, which was a little alarming. I had thoughts of, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna have my right foot cut off. Fortunately, I didn't have to get my right foot cut off. And um, 
and yeah, and the butt is great. The butt is fine. Uh, back to only one butthole. So, yay to that. <laughs> so, uh, on that note, um, again, thank you so much to my friends and family and to all of you that are supporting me. I hope you got a couple or a, a good laugh out of this episode. And uh, I am overwhelmed with the, the support uh, by all of you. And uh, thank you so much. If you have any questions related to my surgery or, or anything in general, I'll be happy to answer them. You can email me at uh, nthpod at gmail.com. That's N as in Nancy, T as in Tom, H as in Harry, pod, P-O-D at gmail.com. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next time.